0: what's happening good people we are live it is here it is the triple threat podcast I'm your boy DJ Shockley and I got my man Scotty D Of course joining me And we got so much to talk about today A lot of stuff going on man Around the world for sure A lot of these pro days going on We gonna talk some of the final four We gonna talk some of these pro days With all these dudes Running all these crazy fast times Do they matter? Don't they matter? Obviously we gonna talk about the 49ers What they did Moving all the way up to number three And then You guys We have a very I mean very very special guest Joining the show today I can't wait to talk to this dude Y'all know him. Y'all seen him. Used to knock people out in 10 seconds of every single fight. Iron Mike Tyson will be joining the yeah. show today. So make sure you tune in and stay tuned because we got bye. Iron Mike coming on. We're going to ask him, why did you bite Holyfield's ear, bro? Well, we're going to ask him straight up and see if he don't get mad. But we got Iron Mike coming. <laughs> but before then, we're going to talk all other things. And we're going to talk a bunch of stuff about what's going on in today's world. First off, Scotty D. You got the vaccination. How you doing? Obviously, you, you're doing all right because you're on the show. What's popping? I'm doing fine, man. I it didn't bother me at all. Uh, I had I had
1: some, you know, I had some uh, uh,
0: issues with my. Nah, tummy. nah, 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 nah. nah that's see, all I'm gonna say did, about it. Did, did. Nah, keep it all the way one hundred. What happened to Scotty D? Don't I say had I don't some, had any issues. That could be anything. What I kind had some of issues? Tummy. Huh? I had tummy, huh? tummy issues. Tummy. What are you? Yeah. six? What are you? Yeah.
1: six Tummy. I'm not, saying the, I'm not saying the D word, DJ.
0: <laughs> my man, man Scotty D, had the BGs, man. The bubble guts going on because of, of the... You know, well, when I got the vaccine, man, bro, all I had was like a headache. My yeah. wife had a real bad headache for a little bit. But other than that, man, everybody's been good. A little soreness, but other than that, uh, all is well. I'll get my second one here in a couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, i be excited to to be fully uh, vaccinated. And guess what? I'm here in the club, baby. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but uh man I'm excited man this is such an exciting
1: time for sports you got uh opening day in baseball today for shout you out. got you got all this stuff surrounded the NFL draft going on right now for out the, the NBA season is starting to shape, take shape uh the masters is coming up Ooh, I mean masters. what a great oh oh and I don't know uh kind of a couple big basketball games coming up in a couple days the is final there? 4 I yes, mean, how, how th- there's never this wide of a variety of stuff going on at one time. I love it. Great time no of doubt. Year.
0: No doubt. If you're a sports fan, man, you're excited, man, because if you like to watch sports on TV, if you like to be involved in everything that's going on, this is perfect timing. And obviously, you just talked about the Final Four. Let's start there, bro. Obviously, okay. Final Four is coming up. Uh, the Final Four is set. Gonzaga will be taking on UCLA. How about that game with UCLA-Michigan? That mm-hmm. was a heck of a game. Mm-hmm. Came mm-hmm. down to the wire. I uh, Howard Juwan Howard's squad was going to pull it out, had a yeah. couple shots at it there at the end. Gonzaga looks like freaking the real deal. I mean, yeah, they do. I saw these numbers the other day. I couldn't believe them. 29 of their 30 games, they have won by 10 points or more. How crazy mm. is that? And what yeah. are they, 30 and 0 right now? I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, 50 points per game for them come in the paint. So guess what? My man in the middle, who I like to call my man Drew Timmy, Drew Timmy is balling. Dude is a problem. I want to. Hey Scotty, when are you gonna get that stash like Drew Timmy, man? I mean that 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 whole goatee. I want you to come on one week and have that Drew Timmy.
1: I saw a meme somewhere that said, I don't think I can pull for a basketball team where their lead player looks like looks like he just lost. Six three six two six oh to Jimmy Connors in the Wimbledon. Oh
0: he looks man. like a
1: seventies tennis player with the headband and the mustache, man.
0: Young full shoot going on, man. I mean I do tell you, but he's a baller, man. He's yeah, they're, he's they're making look- it oh. he's rocking it, man. So you got Gonzaga, UCLA on one side, and you got mm-hmm. Baylor and Houston mm-hmm. on the other side. Baylor, Davion Mitchell is their star a legit dude, and 83% of their points come from the guards. So you got one team on the other side where all their points come from in the paint, and Baylor on the other side, all their points come from the perimeter. And I think everybody is thinking it's going to be Gonzaga and Baylor in the championship game. Uh, Obviously, Houston's been a a fun team, but UCLA, how about that, man? UCLA is an 11th seed, man. Play-in. Play-in game. They had to play an extra game. Yeah, which is, I saw that one of four, last four, a large team selected to the tourney. Obviously, they're the 11th seed. Uh, Johnny Juzang is their baller player. He had 28 versus Michigan uh, the other night. He scored their first 14 of 16 mm-hmm. points in that ball yeah. game. Dude was hooping. Does UCLA have any change versus Gonzaga, man? I mean, can they keep it close? What do you think?
1: Well, I also want to say about Johnny Juzang. He also hit those last two free throws at the end of the game to, to seal, to ice it too. He
0: missed one of them though, bro. He missed one of them. I so thought, oh, you're why, right. You're right. Yeah, you're that's right. You're, Michigan right, you're, right. you're right. You're right.
1: You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, so no, I don't think they have a chance, but um, I wouldn't <laughs> have thought they had a chance the last two games either, you know? Um, so they, they've, they've been uh there's, there's been some amazing games. Um, The sweet 16 and elite eight were, are, are certainly no exception that, they, they, that Michigan UCLA game was amazing. Uh, the Baylor Arkansas game was yeah. was terrific. Yeah. Um, you, you know, um, so so great games. I and got now, three of my. I got three of my final four left, man. If
0: Baylor beats Houston, yeah, I'm winning my pool, man. So basically, don't nothing matters in between time. As long as you pick what's going to happen at the end, that's how you get in. Well, I mean, it matters. I was good enough to be in this position. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's how much bread
1: you got on the line, though, Scotty? How much bread you got? I so I did two brackets, twenty five each, and I put I put in uh in one of mine I got Gonzaga winning, and the other I got Baylor winning. Okay. And I got Houston in my final four, so as long as Baylor beats Houston, it doesn't matter what happens last game. One of my brackets will win. Mm. So it's 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 uh it's like seven fifty.
0: 750 right. bucks? Yeah. she. Daddy man, needs new shoes, man. on man. I'm 50. I got to do something with that. That's all right, though, hey, man. But Houston, going back to those fly, slammer, jammer days. they mm-hmm. ain't been back there since, what was that, like 83 or something like that? Or how long yeah, ago was that? Yeah, I mean,
1: 84, I think.
0: 84? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So uh shout out to Houston, man. Houston, Houston doing good things. But also, man, if you was watching that uh Gonzaga game, the referee Bert Smith collapsed. Did you see that? No. He Collapsed. Well, like five minutes uh, into the game, and they showed a picture of him. He's old and silent. He's standing there, and the dude literally just falls out. Head hits the back uh, uh, on the ground, and everything. It was it was scary for a second. No. He ended up coming to, and he was all good. But it was scary, man. Five minutes into the game, the dude fell. His name was Bert Smith, and lucky uh, hey, he was good to go, man. So prayers uh, out for Bert Smith, man. I didn't know that. No doubt. So, Saturday, April 3rd, it's going down. Houston versus Baylor at 5-14 on CBS. And UCLA takes on Gonzaga at 8-34 that night. So, should be interesting. Should be great times. Should be good things happening on Saturday night. Get your popcorn, get your drink, because it's going to be popping on Saturday night for the final four to head to the championship game. And the women's side of hey, it.
1: Hey, hey, DJ, do we need to make picks on this, or are we both going with the one seeds?
0: Yeah, I'm going with Zaga, man. I'm going
1: with All right, Zaga. well, I, I, I don't I, – on that note, I do want to point out that I won two out of three games last week. Just saying.
0: So how many did I win last week? Because I thought I won you two won out of one. Three,
1: two. You won Michigan.
0: I won Michigan. Who else? I had Oregon. You had Oregon, and you had Villanova. Yeah, they right. I had them. They lost. Yeah, all good. Yeah. We I just want to just keep you know moving.
1: not important not important but I just thought we yeah, should yeah not bring it important up. at all not important no, at all I'm no. not care
0: about that yeah 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 <laughs> you want it's all good we both we both like Gonzaga uh, to yeah. take it all uh, I've seen yeah. Gonzaga play a few times in the yeah. tourney and they look they look damn good so yeah uh, I think we're gonna ride with Gonzaga both of us so ain't no need of uh, us going against that uh, like I mentioned the Wimble's Final Four you got South Carolina a mm. number one seed taking on Stanford a number one seed and then you got number three arizona taking on number mm-hmm. one seed uconn uconn almost took an L. now did you see that game uconn yeah. versus baylor came down so obviously the big controversy was it foul yeah. no foul foul or no foul scotty what you say foul definitely foul. Every, no foul. <laughs> everybody everybody except no that doubt. referee knew it was a foul Hey, man, he hit homegirl in the face and everything, bro. It was bad. So I uh, feel bad for Baylor, man. They had their chance. Uh, one of their star players went down uh, in the mm-hmm. game, um, hurt the hamstring and couldn't finish. So that was a big part of it. I think that's when UConn went on their big roll. And uh, I think they, you know, scored like 15 straight points or some craziness like that. Uh, but UConn advances. And how about this? Gino Ariana, 13 straight Final Fours. I mean, how, how crazy. crazy is that? That's I mean, That's nuts. You think about every single year you continue to get the top girls in the country to come Uh, play at UConn and then you coach them up and now they're in the final four. He's got, he's got the, the number one player. Uh, her name uh is Paige and she was hooping. When I I say hooping, pulling up, shooting that thing. She had like 28 or something like that. She was killing out there. Freshman, freshman, true freshman, crazy, crazy moment, not too big. So, Arizona, UConn, South Carolina, Stanford. How about Stanford? Uh, Anna Wilson plays on that team. Russell Wilson's sister. Uh, Russell Wilson was at the game, rooting for his sister. Uh, number one, Stanford seems to be the favorite from what everybody says, but I've seen South Carolina play. Uh, I think they're pretty darn good. Don yeah. Staley, this is the third time in six years she's taken them to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's pick that game. South Carolina, Stanford, who you like? Yeah,
1: come on. Who do you like? Gotta, Who do you like? I'll take the other one.
0: Okay. I'm going to go like? with – I'm going to ride with South Carolina, man. I'm going to ride with All South Carolina. I'm going to keep it in the SEC if South Carolina can roll. I know Stanford's supposed to be the real deal. I'm going to ride All with right. South Kakalaki, man. All right. Arizona and UConn, you pick.
1: I got to pick UConn. You,
0: got, you can't go you against me, right?
1: No. Can't no, can't go how could you?
0: you. But I do – it bad. is noteworthy.
1: It is noteworthy. Like, these other three teams – are all they've been in plenty of Final Fours. This is Arizona's first Final Four, so that's no a pretty doubt. cool thing.
0: Yeah, no doubt. First time in program history, which is which is pretty darn cool. So uh those games are gonna go on Friday, April 2nd, South Carolina versus Stanford at 6 p.m. on ESPN and then you got Arizona Taking on UConn at nine thirty on ESPN Friday. So you got Friday night, you got women's Final Four. Saturday night, you get the men's Final Four. So Friday mm. and Saturday is going to be packed with tons of great basketball. Make sure you tune in, watching them, supporting both. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong because it's going to be good basketball. It's been good, great basketball. I think in this March Madness, it's been well worth oh, yeah. it. Man, I'm glad oh, they yeah. were they had everybody in the same place and everybody's kind of been good and. Uh, we've had some been treated to some really good basketball. So I'm excited about that, man. So I'm looking forward to seeing who takes. We both think Gonzaga's gonna take it. All right. So if you yeah. say Yukon, I say South Carolina, do you I mean, if you had to pick, who wins it all out of the four? Regardless of who you pick, who you think wins it all? I'll take uh you know what? I'll take I'll go
1: with Stanford. Yeah. Okay. I'll pick okay. I'll pick against the chalk in the championship.
0: You go the, Stanford. Yeah. Man. That's gonna be it's, not,
1: right it's not the chalk pick, but I'll take them.
0: Yeah, I got you. South Carolina, UConn, man, I'm going a, I'm to a go with UConn, man. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. so that means I think South Carolina is going to play UConn right. in the championship game. So I think UConn, uh, obviously, been there, done that. Uh, I like Don Staley and what they're doing in South Carolina, but UConn, they've been in that game plenty of times. Who knows what can happen? So should be interested, man, either way. I ain't going to be mad who win. Uh, nah. I'm excited to watch some good basketball uh, from both the men's and the women's. All yeah. right, let's jump into some football now. Obviously, a lot going on. We're getting closer and closer to uh, pro day. We got pro days. We're getting closer and closer to the draft. Uh, April is near. It's almost here. And we got, you know, less almost a month to before the draft comes. And a bunch of pro days have been going on. Uh Scottie, I participate participate in pro days. I know what they mean. I know the importance of them for me as a player. Mm-hmm. How much stake do you put into pro days?
1: Did just uh, this is I'll answer the question. But did did you get invited to the the combine? Yes, you did. That, yes, that's cool. So I, they I combine
0: I would, and pro days. Yes,
1: I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear a little bit about that one day. Um, okay. So. No, I think it's I think it's important. It's not super interesting to me. Um, I mean, I like watching the I like watching the combine because you see the best in the country all come together and doing Mm -hmm. it against each other. What we've seen, I haven't sat down and watched anybody's. I'm sure that there's coverage of people's pro day where you're seeing a lot of stuff compacted. What I've seen is like this guy's running the 40. This guy's running the 40. This guy's running the 40. This guy's throwing the deep ball. This guy's throwing the deep ball. This guy's throwing the deep ball. Mm. So it's not super – it's not as interesting to me as the combine is, but uh, I know it's super important to the coaches and to these players for sure. Yeah,
0: Yeah. well, I think in this time where the guys aren't able to travel, they're not able mm-hmm. to go to do these kind of individual workouts with all the teams, this is the yeah. time that these coaches get a chance to see them up close and personal. Now, mm-hmm. for me, you got the tape. You got all that that can prove yeah. what a guy can do. Now, this is just reinforcement on a pro day. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I didn't like about pro days was there were certain drills that I thought did not matter in the grand scheme of that position or that player. Like, it makes no sense for me for an offensive lineman to run a 40. When will an offensive lineman need to run a 40 and run 40 yards full speed doing anything? He doesn't need to do that. Now the five ten five maybe that's a, a better drill yeah. for them because you're talking about short area quickness. You're talking about being able to move in certain spots. Yeah. How Agility, this stuff, guy yeah. move. Yeah, this guy, you know, he got good hip mobility, all that kind of stuff for linebackers. All that stuff mm-hmm. is good, but like for offensive linemen, no reason for those dudes to be running a forty yard dash. So uh, some what did of the you? What did I you do?
1: What did you have to do that you didn't think was necessary?
0: So for me, I don't think it's important for QBs to have to do how many times can you do a bench press? Why does that yeah. matter? Like, yeah. you're not ever going to have to need that kind of strength or yeah. that stamina to worry about why is this guy can do it a certain right. amount of times. Now, for me, when I came out, I didn't do 225. I had a chance to do it. I did it when I was working out, and I mm-hmm. did it 22 times. And I was like, okay, if I do this, people are going to look at me because this was still in the time where – you know, athletic quarterbacks were still looked at as maybe they can play another position. And I didn't want people to look at me and say, okay, this dude is a four, five, one speed guy. This guy Uh can bench press 225 pounds, 22 times. This dude can absolutely play safety. This dude can absolutely play receiver. And I didn't want that. So some of that stuff I just didn't do because I didn't want that in the minds of scouts, and coaches and all that kind of stuff so I did pretty much everything else but I didn't do the bench press and you know I still wanted people to know I could run and all that kind of stuff because that's so you skipped like the strength you skipped the strength stuff yeah there was no need for me to do that um no I I didn't do all all the drills um as far as the, the the drills you do as a quarterback I wanted them to know every single throw I can do I wanted them to see me do play action I wanted to see me be under center. I wanted to see me in the gun. I wanted to see me better do RPO stuff so that Mm -hmm. any offense you're in, I know this guy can do it. And I think that's where some people get it misconstrued with the QBs is why is this guy rolling to his left and throwing it all the way back to the right? Well, what are people so enamored with, with quarterbacks, how they throw off platform, how they throw Mm -hmm. when they got guys in their face. So I think that's why QBs get in these drills and they do some of these funky stuff because it's more game-like stuff than you people actually may think. So I had yeah. no problem with it because I know Zach Wilson had a, a a crazy throw where he's running to his left and he throws it sixty yards, yeah. you know, back to his right, and people were enamored with it and they were saying, "Oh, why would he do it too? So I understand well, what if it. he's I being flushed? you
1: that's a game situation, man. Absolutely. You're getting flushed to the left, and all of a sudden you got a receiver that breaks out down the right, and you see, and you actually to see him would be the hardest part to even no recognize that that was happening. But yeah. that's a game situation. No you know, we, we, we got to – 20 years ago, we got to really see that – I mean, I guess it's not the first. Doug Flutie was like that. Steve For Young sure. was like that. But we For got sure. to see Michael Vick do that kind of stuff. No doubt. And now, um, while there have been other guys that have done it some, Patrick Mahomes has made that his thing, you no know? Doubt. I mean, and, no and, and, and who does everybody think is the best quarterback in the
0: NFL right now from a Patrick talent Mahomes. perspective? And, and that's the real deal. Yeah. When you're watching any game that mm-hmm. he does – the replays come more often when he's right. rolling to his left and he throws it back or he throws yeah. it underhand, or he shovels yeah. it on hand. Those are the things that people are looking at now, like, why would you do that in a pro day? Why would he you throws, do that during his time? Throws, but guess yeah, what? Yeah, he
1: throws it under a defensive end's armpit. Yeah.
0: People like it. People like so it, what you, it.
1: So what have you seen in, the, in some of these pro days that, that uh, you find interesting?
0: You know what? I, I, I love the fact that they're doing so many different type of things. Um, mm. You're seeing guys who are usually in the gun um, like, a, uh, like a Zach Wilson, who was majority of the time he was in the gun. He had some under center plays for sure, but he did a bunch of stuff in his pro day from under center where he showed, hey, I can do play action, or I can bootleg from left to right or right to left, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've seen all five of the top quarterbacks throw uh, in a particular pro day. Mac Jones had uh, two pro days. Uh, some mm-hmm. people said, hey, he missed a lot of throws in his second one. His first one was pretty good. Uh, He's maybe climbing up the boards. Um, One scout I heard say had him uh, late first round, even going into the second round. It just depends on what you like, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think uh, a lot of these QBs are just trying to show, like when you think about a defensive back, there was a guy... Um, who was doing some stuff, and he said, hey, I can play nickel. I can play corner. I can play safety, the versatility. That's the same thing that happens with quarterback. They want to show the versatility in their game. I can be on the center. I can be in the gun. I can throw yeah. it left to right. I can throw it with pressure in my face. I can make quick decisions. Those are some of the things that I think scouts want to see, but also QBs who are going through this process want to show off, and that's what they're doing. So uh, I don't mind any of the stuff they're doing. I like the fact that guys aren't afraid to do some of the uh, things that are considered not the norm, and yeah. it shows that these guys have that ability. Uh, when we're right. talking about some of these 40-yard dashes, man, uh, Justin Fields obviously had his pro day uh, mm-hmm. this week, four-four-one. one mm-hmm. Everybody knew he could run, showed the speed, thinking uh, measuring like 6'3", 228, so you know he's a big kid. Uh, Jamar Chase, who a lot of people consider could be the number one pass catcher or could be the number – one or two receivers coming off the board, mm-hmm. four three eight 8", broad jumps, yeah. 11 feet, and his vertical, 41 inches. Now, we haven't seen him since 2019. Right. But this dude still showed that he's in shape and has that kind of ability. Watch this pro day. The dude can run. Dude can run all kind of routes. Look good. Other times, Tans Marshall, his other teammate, 4'38, 38-inch vertical, and he's six, four, 200-plus. Kyle Pitts. Uh, I know you watched your Florida guys there, Scotty D, 4.44 mm-hmm. 4. 4, 4 from a tight yeah. end. Uh, you freaking kidding me. There's Tony four four one, uh Kerry Vincent Jr., guy who opted out in the 2020 season uh corner from LSU 438, 433. 3. So you're talking about speed all over the board. Yeah. And this brings me to the next conversation I want to talk about, Scotty D. Obviously, we talked okay. about the 49ers moving yeah. up to that number three spot. Right, And they clearly said, we're going to take a quarterback. We're going to keep Jimmy G around. Obviously, if they get the right offer, he may be gone. But they want a quarterback at number three. At that number three spot, who do you think is the best fit for him? Because everybody's saying, oh, they're moving up for Mac Jones. But also, you watch Justin Fields and say, man, that dude could fit real nice in Shanahan's system. Who do you like at that number three spot?
1: Yeah, it was interesting because they didn't just – you don't have to read between the lines that they want a quarterback. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch said, we are drafting a quarterback. And Jimmy, Garoppolo had to listen to that, you know, no doubt. And, but, no doubt. but they think that he can be their best chance to win. So I think that's an interesting dynamic. I still think they'd like to move Garoppolo if they can. Yeah. So that being said, um, I, I don't know. I still don't know who's the number two guy. You know, I, I, I hear that Trey Lance is such a project. How can you have him in the top three or four uh, if if he's a project? That that's hard for me to reconcile.
0: So it's either. So so are you not sold that Zach Wilson is going to the Jets? Are you not sold on that? No, 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 no. Really? Well, I'm also not sold on who's number two.
1: I don't know if it's Mm. if it's if it's Fields or uh okay, Okay. or uh, Justin Wilson. uh, Zach Zach Wilson. Wilson. Gotcha. Okay, I got you. Okay. I don't know which it is, and um, and but. Uh, it's it's hard to tell. I think that, I think that Sam Darnold situation, we've talked about it for a couple months now, man. And I right. still don't know right. what they, what, what they plan to do with him.
0: I guarantee um, you the 49ers tried to trade up the two. I guarantee you they tried to go to the jets and say, look, we yeah. want that pick because we have a guy we, we really like, I think they got right. two guys who they really, really like. And if they don't get Zach Wilson, the next guy who they really like is a guy for me, I think it's Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields fits that mold. Regardless of what everybody else is saying, they're trading up to get Mac Jones. They're really excited about Mac Jones. Think he could go to Carolina. Nah. I am a fan of Justin Fields. And I think people forget what this guy did in 2019. When he came in, this guy's won 20 of 22 games as a starter. Mm -hmm. 19-0 in his regular season. Um, Led him to the college football playoff twice and and a national championship over 5,000 yards, 78 touchdowns and nine interceptions in two seasons. And you're talking about in 19, this dude threw for 41 touchdowns and ran for another 10 10 touchdowns. And then what he did against Clemson in a college Mm -hmm. football playoff while injured against the number one, everybody thinks the number one player, uh, obviously, uh, on the board in Trevor Lawrence. I think Justin Fields fits what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. Having a versatile guy who can move, who can throw, I think he is adding a different dimension. I think Mac Jones is not an upgrade to Jimmy Garoppolo. I truly don't. I think Mac Jones is a really good player. I think he's a smart, intelligent guy who can, you know, obviously did a lot of great things at Alabama. But when I think of a guy who is a generational talent, who will change the organization, I think Justin Fields will be that guy for San Francisco. And he gives them a bigger upside than Mac Jones. That's my opinion. I think he goes at three.
1: So you're saying Zach Wilson's going at two.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. yes.
1: See that. And a lot of times when you ask me what I think about something, I'm trying to speculate what what is going to happen, not right. necessarily how I feel.
0: No doubt. Okay.
1: I still have a hard time putting Zach Wilson in front of Justin Fields. I hear and, you. And, and and based on all that all that data you just you just spit out that based on that, I have a hard time. Going against Justin Fields, I don't buy into the the Ohio State quarterback thing because every every quarterback is different. Mm-hmm. Um, that that really means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I certainly don't see Mac Jones. I think he would be eventually an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. I do yeah. not think he's a number three pick though. Yeah, that's yeah. that to me. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, um I don't see it. If it happens, then hey they must feel really good about it and, you know, know some things about them that we don't yeah. and how it fits into their system. And uh, that's why this draft is so intriguing. That's why them going mm-hmm. up to number three is so intriguing. And so many people are excited to see what happens. Now, a lot of people are saying Mac Jones is Matt Ryan 2.0, and he will be what Matt Ryan was when Cal Shanahan was in Atlanta and he won the MVP and went to the Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. I think the jury's still out on that. Uh, I still – want to see Mac Jones on the next level and see what he's about to. Now, we talked about pick three. Obviously, we both here in Atlanta. We both yeah. are Falcons fans. What do you think happens at four now? Because obviously people think one, two, and three are QBs. At number four, the draft really starts for the Falcons. They have so many options at this number four spot. If they stay, they pick up more draft picks. What do you think happens for the Falcons at number four?
1: I think if they if they make a pick, I want it to be uh, Panay Sewell. Okay. Um, if they if they drop back to maybe pick up somebody else, that's probably what I'd prefer to get more capital. Um, but everything that I've read and seen, that that uh, he's the, he's definitely the top offensive lineman in the uh, in the draft. But if they want to drop back and then pick the second offensive lineman or one of the top couple defensive ends, you know, edge guys. That's what I would like like to happen. What's going to happen? It's I don't know. I don't know what a, what this new GM and coach combination is going to do. You know,
0: Scotty, I ain't gonna lie, man. I I am a little drunk on the Kool Aid right now, and I am drunk on the Kool Aid of your guy, Kyle Pitts. Wow. I, I mean, it's hard for me to get off of what this guy can add. It's kind of like a couple years ago when. You had Julio, um, you had Sanu, and you still go out and you oh, draft man. Calvin Ridley. And people are like, what? Yeah. Why would you go do that? And now we're seeing just how special Calvin Ridley is, even yeah. with Julio Jones on the field. And for me, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and Kyle Pitts now, what kind of matchup you can have with those dudes? Yeah. And you're trying to – just think about it. If you had those three guys outside, we already know Arthur Smith is a guy – who likes to run the rock. Mm -hmm. Now you got these three guys. There's no way you can load the box for the run.
1: Right, right.
0: And spread it out and cover those three guys. Now, I love the fact that you want to get an offensive lineman because we are for sure in need of that left guard spot. They've went out and, you know, they got some couple guys in free agency up front to give Mm -hmm. some depth. P.N.A. Sewell is obviously a franchise changer as well. This is interesting because – When I watch Kyle Pitts in his pro day, I know it's on air, but I remember the film. I remember what he did to my Georgia Bulldogs, and he had corners on him. He had linebackers on him. Mm -hmm. He had safeties on him, and he mossed them all. This wasn't just versus Georgia, but he did it versus everybody. This dude had 12 touchdowns this season, over 700 yards, 40-plus catches. This dude is the real deal. Now, I think he's the top five – Talent, Um, whether the Falcons take them there is interesting because right after that, you know, you got Cincinnati there who could take Pene Sewell. You got the Dolphins who moved back into it, got the number six. They may be looking to get maybe Jamar Chase, maybe Devontae Smith, somebody for Tua. So I think after that Falcons pick, there's going to be a run on those skill players if, you know, the Falcons go with Penny Sewell or they go with one of those receivers. So it's interesting, man. I can't get mad at it, but to me, to me, if it was the
1: old regime,
0: yeah,
1: I, that I wouldn't surprise me. They traded way up to get uh, Julio.
0: Right? They right, they
1: right. went and got Calvin when they probably didn't need him. True. I, true. My, the way I look, if I think if I was a GM, and I certainly don't have the experience to know exactly what I'd do, but I, you know, there, there's the two arguments. There's our biggest need or best available, right? Yeah. That's that's your two. Why? Why would you not mesh the two and put people in buckets? Basically, okay. If we're picking fourth, we've got a bucket of eight players that that all are warranted in the fourth for the you know that all can be justified for the fourth pick. Now, who? So that's your best available. Now, what's our need in this in this group of seven, eight players, six, seven, see, players, what, whatever? See, what's
0: it is. crazy is you're gonna have the pick of whatever you want. So you're probably gonna have each player on that board that you like and love. And think is a need or want yeah. you will be able to pick. So now I think it just comes down to which guy do you love the most. Well, which that's the guy a, that's you a, know from day one is going to be that dude. That's an that's an interesting thought because I hadn't
1: really thought of it like that before. Because if you've decided you're not taking a quarterback, it's like you got the first pick of the draft. No doubt. That's what if I'm they saying. all that's go quarterback. <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't even think of it like that.
0: Yeah, man. So uh, it's going to be interesting what happens as uh, that continues to uh, kind of unfold itself. Uh, other news, man, Trevor Lawrence has decided not to attend the draft. He will be at Clemson uh, on draft day uh, to do that. It's a guy that had over 10,000 career yards, 90-plus touchdowns, um, and is planning to watch it from Clemson and not participate in the actual draft process, which is, you know, in Cleveland going on. So uh, I think that's going to be uh, fun to watch, man. There are so many storylines uh, to look at. It. One more thing on Kyle Pitts. I saw this today. Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts has the longest wingspan than any receiver or tight end in the NFL in the last twenty years, breaking what? DK Metcalf's record. His wingspan is eighty-three and three eighths. When I saw that, I said, "Goodness!" You are talking about the the yes, yeah? You talking know about? That,
1: I don't even know what that looks like.
0: The Kelsey's and Kittles of the world who are killing, and now you're gonna bring in a guy who people say he could be just as good or better. So. A little tidbit for uh you Kyle Pitts fans out there who um who, uh, who who says I actually tweeted something about uh Cal Pitts today and uh it got the it got the uh the view of uh the, the people down there in Gatorland and uh they retweeted and liked what I said, so I'm sure nice. uh, uh see we're all friends. We're all friends, <laughs> DJ. <laughs> oh man. So man, the draft's gonna be exciting, man. Yeah. We got a lot going on uh obviously with the draft and so many scenarios a lot of great players around the country are uh, going to get their chance to get their name called uh come uh April 29th through uh the 30th so we'll see what happens with that man don't forget man we got iron mike tyson jumping <laughs> yes. on this in a minute man i told you we're going to that air man you know what i'm saying <laughs> we'll answer straight up. We'll see. All right. But, man, uh, other news going around, man, the world. Chad Morris, man. You, you remember Chad Morris, former Arkansas head coach and sure. Auburn offensive coordinator? He takes over the job at Allen High School, which is a powerhouse in Texas. Mm-hmm. Now, listen to this. He's replacing Terry Gamble, who went 65 and four and won a championship in five years. This is the same school that Kyle Murray went to in 2012 through 14. And he led him to a 57-game winning streak with three straight titles. Now, Chad Morris coached 16 years in high school in Texas where he went 169 and 38 with three straight titles. He also went 16-0 in back-to-back years at Lake Travis, which is near Austin, mm-hmm. uh, before he went to college. So Chad Morris is going to a powerhouse in Texas to be their head coach. Interesting news there. Uh, I always thought wow. Chad Morris was a really good offensive coach. You'll see. Uh, if he can find his way back to the high, uh, to, the, to the college ranks. Uh, other news, the NFL expands the regular season to 17 games, mm-hmm. three preseason games, and they still only have one bye week, though. I think that's the thing that needs to be changed, and Roger Goodell said he's expecting full stadiums this season. So 17 games, and then one bye week, and then the preseason. All right. Uh, one other thing here, I wanted to bring up. We talked about them having 17 games in this season, right? So I said, mm-hmm. how does that, you know, go for some guys who making some extra money? Uh, I read this today. So players online to earn at least an extra one million dollars in 2021, which is an extra 117th of large base salaries on their original contracts. Include Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Ryan, Aaron Donald, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Frank Clark. Von Miller, Khalil Mack, and Demarcus Lawrence will all get another million dollars because of the extra game that's being played this season. So I thought that was interesting, man, that, hey, these dudes, they may be mad at getting a 17 game and the season's going to be longer, but guess what? Their pocket's going to get a little bit fatter because of the extra game. What do you think about them at the 17 game, man? Well,
1: I, as a, as a, I don't have season tickets anymore, but as a former season ticket holder, I hated that all the the preseason game. I mean, the assumption is preseason is going to be shortened, right? right. So uh, I hated that, and, and everybody complains about this. You hate to pay um, full freight for preseason garbage <laughs> games. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm I'm all for man. They want to do twenty games, twenty five games, do it. I'm 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 all for more football. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. So uh, and other other thing about this, only having three preseason games as a guy who's been in that spot, who understands the importance of preseason games, some guys will be left off. Some guys will not have the opportunity to make a roster because they will not have that last final game in the preseason. And there are a bunch of guys who make careers playing well in the preseason that help give them extra years in the league. So uh, that's the only downfall is missing that other preseason game that uh, everybody was looking forward to having, especially if you're one of those guys who's on the bubble, who's on the the last 15 of that roster trying to make a squad. Uh, Other news, Vandy, finally. Vandy's in the news, man. Vandy to spend $300 million to upgrade their facilities. I've been to Vandy a couple times throughout my last few years in the SEC calling games. They they have had some of the worst facilities in all the league. This is the smallest stadium in the league, and their last renovation, Scotty, check this out. 1981 was the last renovation to their stadium.
1: I was just about to say, that stadium is straight out of <laughs> 1978. So I was oh, close. I was yeah, close. Yeah, you was
0: close. So, yeah, they're they they they're looking to upgrade meeting rooms, offices, training room, expanded room, full-length indoor practice facility, and they want to upgrade the fan experience, the premium seating, and hospitality space as well. So about time for Bandy, man. Uh, you know, Joy Rogers, I- who, who I called. I know where the SEC network says mm-hmm. it's been the same terrible place that he was when he was there and they're finally going to get some upgrades. So shout out to Clark Lee, who's coming in there and making some upgrades already. Yeah, good for him because I,
1: you know, I, I'm, I can accept that Vanderbilt's not trying to be Tennessee. They're not trying to be Georgia. They're not trying to be Alabama. But if you're getting all the same money that every other SEC team is getting, you how, do you, how do you justify not having these, these improvements, you know?
0: No doubt. So, first up on the upgrade facilities will be the football and the basketball facilities. So, uh, Vandy will be able to have a competitive, competitive try uh, in the SEC when, you know, guys come. Obviously, uh, the draw to Vanderbilt is their academics, uh, which is uh, probably pretty close to some of the top premier uh, institutions around the country. Mm-hmm. But now they're trying to compete. With facilities, which is uh, big news for them, and obviously have been in the works and needed to be done for a long time. All right, coming right. up in a couple of minutes, we got my man Mike Tyson. Before we get out of here, uh, we got Mike Tyson coming up, and then last thing I want to talk about: Did you watch? Uh, did you watch much of the UFC fight? Francis Ngannou no, knocked out Stepe Mioc. I mean, knocked him to sleep. And now he wants to fight John Jones. I want you to look up this dude, Francis Ngannou. When you get a chance, Scotty, D., look up Francis Ngannou and look at this dude. This dude was sculpted by God. This dude is ripped. When I say ripped beyond ripped, this dude's like 6'4", 6'5", and he's like 260 pounds, but Mm -hmm. looks like a freaking God. So this dude is an animal in the ring. Uh, in the, uh, uh, I should say, in the uh, what they call it, what they call it the octagon, the octagon, yeah, an octagon. Dude is a beast, uh, for sure, in the octagon, and he wants to fight John Jones this year as well as Derek Lewis. All right, man. Baseball opening day is around the corner. Scott it's Eddie, today. I know, I know. Oh yeah, today. Yeah, it's yeah, today. Right. Yeah, today it's Thursday. Absolutely. Opening day, Braves at Phillies, Blue Jays at Yankees, Dodgers at Rockies, Mets at Nationals, White Sox and Angels, Astros at A's. Scotty D, I know you're a huge baseball fan and guy. What are you most looking forward to in opening day, man?
1: Just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how all the postseason moves translate to success on the field. There's been a, there's been a, a handful of teams that have made some huge, big, expensive moves. And <laughs> yeah. so it's going to be interesting to see how they pay off. I'm looking at teams like the Mets, the Padres, uh, the White Sox. So some of these teams that uh, were, were middle-of-the-road middle teams uh, a year ago, um, or maybe a little better than middle of the road. Trying to trying to make some moves, and obviously you know me, I'm gonna be looking at, at the Padres and Dodgers all season. Uh, but also, I think the Braves the Braves division is gonna be super competitive. So no man. Hey, I'm excited. Hey. I'm gonna watch all. I'm gonna watch baseball all day, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, and and, and take, get my fill.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, Obviously, the Braves uh, won the division last year. Expect them to do it again. Got a really good ball club. I know you're a big Dodgers fan. Uh, So obviously, we'll see uh, how the Dodgers can compete coming up uh, here. Opening day is rising around the corner. And one last thing before we get on here with my man, Iron Mike Tyson. Uh, You had a story about some pennies. We didn't get to it last (laughs) week, but I wanted to make sure we got to it so that you could tell this story because I hear it's pretty great. So
1: there's a, uh, man, I, I, I didn't know we were getting to that today, but I got it. I got it.
0: So <laughs> I do got to keep you told brother.
1: Yeah. So there was a guy named Andreas flatten. Okay. okay. He worked at a, uh, at, he worked at a Walker luxury auto works in Peachtree city, Georgia. All uh-huh. right. And, uh, he gave his two week notice in writing and the owner miles Walker was not too thrilled about this, this, uh, this bro, notice, he, did not he basically do
0: in pennies. No, he didn't.
1: So, yeah. So it took no. it took weeks. It took weeks. He kept asking, where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my last paycheck? He was still owed nine hundred fifteen dollars.
0: Bro, stop playing. Stop. Playing.
1: They guess what? Flatten and playing. his wife woke up with five hundred pounds of oil covered pennies on their driveway.
0: You lying. He
1: dumped no five hundred pounds of pennies on his driveway.
0: He gave him man nine hundred dollar worth of pennies, bro.
1: And you know what he's, what he, what, what does this guy do? He's got to clean them all up to do anything with him. So now he's got them all in his garage and he's cleaning them a little bit at a time.
0: That's what a so jackass, dirty. you know? That's so dirty. That's so messed up. Dude paid him in pennies because he was mad he left. Oh, that's so messed <laughs> up. And then you got to do the work and clean them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it. that's crazy. Oh, man. All right, man. So, hey he got it bread one way or another he got his 900 <laughs> bucks so hey all is well all right coming up next we got the man the myth the legend the ear biter i ain't gonna say it to his face but hey i'm just gonna let him know my man iron mike tyson coming up next <laughs> All right. It's finally here. It's that time. I told you he was coming and he has finally arrived. And now on the Triple Threat Podcast, we have not Iron Mike Tyson. And we want to tell you guys, April Fool. <laughs> People so mad. People <laughs> so mad at us right now. They waited all this time to hear from Iron Mike Tyson and he ain't in here because we're talking about April Fool. We hope y'all are not too mad at our April Fool joke just because it's April the first. We gotta have an April Fool, we gotta have a little fun. I hope you're laughing. I hope you say I hate those guys, but I like listening <laughs> to them guys. But uh we had to get you little April Fool's joke. And guess what? It was Scotty D's. Uh, it, it was his idea. So if y'all mad, make sure y'all uh, tweet Scotty D and y'all let him know because he the one brought it up. <laughs> I just went along with it. So uh, happy April Fool's, everybody. We hope you guys have enjoyed the Triple Threat podcast today. We talked about a lot of good things. Uh, I know you want to hear from Iron Mike Tyson. Maybe we can get him on here one day. We'll see what happens. But for now, this April Fool's Day, we have no Iron Mike Tyson. So uh, we appreciate you guys joining us, man. Continue to subscribe. Continue to so, listen. Please tell somebody because we enjoy doing this. We want people to hear what's happening. And we talk about a lot of good stuff here on the Triple Threat Podcast. I'm DJ Shockley. My man, Scotty D, here with the great idea on April Fools. We hope you guys come back next week. And we promise we won't have any April Fools jokes for you next week. We just did it this week. We love you. We appreciate you. This has been the Triple Threat Podcast. Deuces.